Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Voyages, Hallsuite Media's dedicated podcast to the original series, the animated series, and the Kelvin timeline. Today, we actually have a special treat for you. Instead of doing our Cutting the Fluff type series, where we were going to reduce the original series into a more modern series set of episodes, we decided to go ahead and start a writer's room to make a contemporary series to the original series. And uh, this is the beginning of that process. Uh, we figure every few episodes we'll pop in, do our premieres and, and everything. So uh, without further ado, we'll just go ahead and get started. Allie and Mike, how are you guys doing today? We're good. Very good. So yeah, like, like we said at the, uh, the beginning, we're starting a, a brand new show that would be run, set concurrently with the original series and also subsequently Vanguard as well. So I figure we'll leave most of their characters untouched, unless we stop by for a visit. So yeah, right now we've determined, or yeah, um, I can say for, for the, the ship name, we actually kind of talked about this offline before we, we went into it, but we decided to have the uh, USS Stonewall with the uh, registry number of NCC-0669, and it will be a Saladin class of ship. Um, and looking on Membeta with the uh, with how high the registry number is, that would put it near the uh, the Halsey subclass. Yeah, and the Saladin class is basically a <clears throat> it's a saucer section of the Constitution with one warp nacelle. And based on Membeta, it's whereas the Constitution's got twenty three decks and over four hundred crew, the Saladin's got fifteen decks and two hundred crew. It's basically just a smaller, cheaper, it's kind of like the Miranda class. Cheaper version. But basically the same. And, and visually, um, <clears throat> just if you don't, if you don't have time to, to look it up or whatever, just imagine the Kelvin, uh, from, from the start mm -hmm. of the 09 movie, but take off the, the secondary hull that's actually above the nacelle. Right. Yeah, it's literally just a, literally just a saucer and a nacelle stuck together. It's the neck and the saucer of uh, the NC, NCC-1701 and just a nacelle stuck on the neck. So we have the coolest ship, really. <laughs> it's yeah, a neat little yeah. ship. I really liked it. And then the stone wall, we... Did some searching around, and that's actually named after the Stonewall Inn in New York City. And there were mm -hmm. police raids and protests there in 1969 that helped galvanize the national struggle for gay rights. So we just thought it was a nice thing to call back to. And and also the one of the reasons why we chose the registry number we did was because it took place in June, which is the sixth month. 
because we want we wanted to kind of make sure that our registry number kind of fit within in the established. Um, since 1969, we'll put it more closer to a Miranda class. We decided to go with with just the month of the year. This is where our geekery comes out, Allie. <laughs> That's what I love about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. For for our first officer, I was the one of the, one of the characters that always intrigued me. That the only other way we got to see him was in uh, the Mirrored Universe or one of the Mirrored Universe uh, omnibuses, where they had a story about uh, Commander Thielen, which was the guy that. That when if if Spock died as a child, he was going to be Kirk's first officer. So here we get to see him in in the timeline where obviously Spock doesn't die, so we can get right about him. So I'm going to make you say his full Andorian name just because you put it down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yes, uh, the the full Andorian name, Shathalen. Oh, good. Now I never have to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) It was easy for you to say. (laughs) Which, yeah, I gotta say, last night I spent a good half hour just looking up how Andorian naming convention actually worked. So what's uh, what's the backstory on Thalen? Did they give much backstory? I don't recall. Other than, than he's an Andorian... Not a whole lot, and I haven't I haven't actually read read that part of the the mirrored universe omnibus, um, but I guess that's one of the things I'll have to throw on my stack of things to read. <laughs> well, that's good. We have a pretty wide slate to work with, and it'd be nice to well, even like yeah. Enterprise season five quote was supposed to have um, Shran come on as a, a full time crew member, so it'd be nice to have an Andorian yes. on the crew, something different there, and and one. Now, now for for the captain, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'd want to go with that just yet. But I do, or what I would like to to include, you know, some some other characters from that we've seen on screen, but not a whole lot of, like uh, the the captain of the Saratoga there in Star Trek Four. Oh, that would be good. Like like here, she she'd probably be around the lieutenant lieutenant commander. I would think. Yeah, yeah, she'd probably probably be around that timeline there. So she could be, she could probably be at like helm or nav, or in security. Yeah, which let me let me look on men beta real quick, see what we can pull up. Just as a forewarning, all my characters I've made up in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is good. See, I was lazy. I was going through Membeta and just looking at <laughs> recurring characters. Like, oh, hey, this guy would be nice. This guy would be nice. But yeah, I mean, part, for me, part of this uh, this experiment here, or exercise, I should say, is to, to get our creative juices flowing and, and throw something in that we would have liked to seen, or mm-hmm. like, like to have seen, you know, kind of running concurrently with our series. And it could also work in the Kelvin yes. timeline, too. And quite honestly, it has been so much fun doing the research and the rewatching and the thinking about different officers for this podcast. It has just been so enjoyable. So it looks like from Mem Beta, they gave her the name 
uh, Margaret Sinclair Alexander. Um, they basically they they took uh, Madge Sinclair, who who played the the captain uh, of the the Saratoga, and just put her in there as as, as hmm. basically her name. And really, the only uh, the only thing that they've got in here is that. Uh, she was in uh, the uh, the Crucible trilogy, which uh, in uh, in Kirk's part of the story, the Star Ever Wandering. So pretty wide open for her as well. Yeah. And this is the this is in Voyage Home, right? Where Saratoga yes. was shut down by the probe. Yeah. Correct. Well, I know what I'm rewatching this weekend. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, it also looks like a. She was also involved in a original series comic, uh, the Apoxy- Apocalypse scenario, which I think was would have been actually more more forward in time. You know, they're in the in the twenty two eighties. Yeah, it'd be good to have a character that we know is going to end, end up a captain. You can kind of see that progression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which which I'd I'd be fine having her be be a lieutenant here. Um, I guess and, and according to 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 Membeta, She'd only served about a year aboard the Enterprise before getting a field promotion and transferring to be the second officer of the uh, Firenes. Yeah, Firenes. So where where on what uh, well, what do you think her her job could be? I think she could probably work the con, especially if she's okay. fast track or she's going towards captaincy. That would okay. be a good starting point for her. Keeps her, uh, keeps her on the bridge. And get, gets her involved. Step in and command situations when she's a senior officer on board. Yeah, it would be an interesting comparison to her stepping in as opposed to being the captain. Yeah. Yeah, and her learning the lessons along the way. Yeah, we've got an Andorian, we've got a human. Um, thoughts on having having a Tellarite and a Denoblian? Where do you think those two species could fit? I would love to have a Tellarite. Tellarite would be fun. I think an engineer Tellarite would be funny. Okay. It's cranky old Tellarite fixing stuff. I know. I know they've got uh, <clears throat> Tellarites on in the uh, Corps of Engineer books. So there, there, there is quote unquote in universe precedent for it. Well, then you have your first officer and your <clears throat> your Andorian first officer and your Tellarite engineer going at it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be lots of fun there. Alright, so who wants to be brave enough to look up the Tellarite naming conventions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be looking up the Bolian naming conventions pretty soon, so. I can take on the Tellarite side. I almost wonder with, um, uh, what was her name again? The captain of Saratoga. Sin- Margaret Alexander? Yeah, if we gave Margaret Alexander some sort of a anxiety disorder or something, she really has to overcome and get past. Oh, that would be good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I like I don't know. If, I don't think I've talked to you guys about this before, but I've suffered from social anxiety for years. I just got to a point where I couldn't pick up the phone at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I ended oh, wow. up quitting that job and moving back home for a while. That was 10 years ago now, but 
I think it'd be interesting for her to have to go through that kind of a journey of getting past those things. Yeah. I'm kind of in that boat right now, Mike. It's, it's hard for me to even open emails without getting completely stressed out and talking to people without getting completely stressed out. And I don't know if you've noticed this before, but I'm extremely awkward. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's okay. We're all awkward in our own ways. We all got our own quirks. Well, that's like I said, if I don't have something in front of me to read, I will stutter and skip over myself and forget what I'm saying. And it is, it's awful. It was a lot just to, to start doing podcasts was a, a big deal for me. Um, until I started going to counseling. You know, you really got to talk through these things. And that's the hardest part is getting somebody to go and talk to a professional. And you know what, Mike, I appreciate you saying that because I've been thinking about that lately, too. Just going to talk to somebody. Yeah, like there's, I mean, medications, of course. But just talking to a professional about all these things and being completely honest, because a lot of times you can go. When I, I had gone before that and I basically said what I thought they wanted me to say. Um, but the second time around, luckily my wife was around by then and she really pushed me to, to go and do this. And thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to go and just be entirely honest about what you're thinking, no matter how weird you think it sounds. And it's not obviously not easy, but then you can start to understand why your brain's working a certain way and you can backtrack and, when you start thinking a certain way, you can divert to another way of thinking on that. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's always anybody that I've talked to that mentions it, you know, go and talk to someone, not family, a professional. Thank you. I think I needed to hear that. I think that's the biggest thing is like in my family growing up, it wasn't, it was always, you know, don't worry about it, move on. But what we've really tried to, teach our kids is like if I have I'm having a rough day I don't hide it from them I let them know I'm having a rough day and so they know that it's okay to talk about it that's awesome I think that's one of the biggest things is and sometimes sometimes we're like well you don't really want to expose your kids to that but yes you do because eventually they're going to go through something like that and I want you're giving them the tools yeah I want them to know it's okay to talk about it because it took me like 10 years to actually talk to somebody. Yeah. Whereas them, I want them to know like if you're having a hard time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. If you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. It's not as stigmatized as it was when I was younger. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how far it's come. Yeah. Cause even like my, my daughter, she was four and she was having all kinds of issues just going to school and stuff. So mm. we got her into counseling and she went <clears throat> once a week for, probably four or five months and she they helped her work through all that stuff so i mean i think they they realize they can talk about whatever's bothering them so hopefully fingers crossed anyway as they get to be teenagers and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i i like that uh that we would give her a bit of an anxiety order to work through that's what i liked about tilly on discovery uh, you know i mm-hmm. watched her yeah. and i thought you know if i was in her shoes i would probably be a blubbering mess like when she had to be captain killy and it was really Uh it really renewed my faith to watch how she leaned on her friends and even michael burnham to tell her lean on the people that care about you exactly yeah like a lot of people i know we're a tus kind of focus but 
with Discovery, that's that's been a big thing there. Like Tilly's got all these issues, but they all lean on each other, and they can talk to each other about these things. They don't hide things from each other. Yeah, and I, and I have a feeling, you know, that if if the original series was written today, that they would do more more of the same thing. You know, have have the crew leaning on each other. I mean, we see it with with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, but I think it'd also be, or they'd also you know have the importance of the other showing the other crew leaning on each other too. Mm-hmm. Wrapping back back to to our our crew here, um, for the captain, I was thinking having having a Vulcan. Okay, I could I would be in with that. Logical, straightforward. I was thinking. Yeah, and I was thinking uh, doing doing a female Vulcan. Ooh, that would be interesting. A Vulcan would be as tough as Janeway. Well, that Vulcan captain would also have to kind of learn along the way where to, how to balance that, right? Right. Yeah, where do you put logic aside for creativity? Now, <clears throat> from from what I remember with, with the, the naming conventions, when they have the, the T apostrophe... Um, in the end, that usually means that they they've taken part in you know that that betrothal, um, and the ones that don't haven't. So, do we want her to have have more of the T name or just a regular no T? I would give her a regular name. Does she need to be betrothed? I say she doesn't have to be. So then that would create a create a new complication if she went through Ponfar. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to get into Ponfar from. The female perspective, because we really haven't had that, I don't think, in Star Trek. It's always been the male side. No. Did T'Pol ever have a Ponfar episode? A little bit, but that was more induced by her her addiction to Trillium D. Oh, okay. I'm just doing a first watch of Enterprise this year, so. So yeah, spoil- spoilers that she does get addicted. <laughs> Ruined the whole show for her. Thanks a lot, my Chris. <laughs> Why? Sorry. <laughs> Um, I guess I just popped up a, a Vulcan name, Vulcan name generator, and Osal seems like a good, a good name for her. Uh, S O A A L. Oh, I, I like, like that. So now, do we want uh, Commander Thielen kind of doubling as as science officer, or do we just want him to be straight first officer? I almost wonder if we double him as security just to mix it up a bit. Now, something I came up with and I was unsure about the position I had thought about science, but I also thought more of in a hydroponics type way would be to have a Kelpian on board because discovery happened before the original series. So we would have been introduced to Kelpians at that point. Yeah. And it would be after they went through the, the Vaharai. So they would have their new sense of purpose and being. Um, but I thought it was just a thought in my head about, would they be a science officer? Would they be more into hydroponics? Because they were farmers to begin with. And I mean, if you look in Saru's quarters on Discovery, he has beautiful foliage and they had beautiful foliage on Kaminar. Um, but they could also be good for security and tactical. Yeah. I mean, they have the superior sight, superior hearing, superior strength. They would be a good tactical officer. Yeah, but then we, we'd, we'd be be wanting to fall into the to the wharf trope where wharf gets beat or you know where where they'd get beat up every week <laughs> yeah but it would be also interesting to see more of a science from a from a hydroponics 
I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea too. And it could be that they're really trying to um, get the whole point with the Verhari piece too, is they're trying to show the battle that they could um, not be not be sucked in by those baser instincts, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if they're in science yeah. and they really try not to uh, use violence in any way, that could be an interesting way to set up that character. And how they would learn how to suppress that that urge and, and that... Uh... Yeah. And what happens when they can't and how do they deal with it at that point? Yeah, I'm going to say, since we'll have this based, um, which would essentially be five years after, or well, more than five years after Discovery, please. Actually, no, it'd probably be closer to 10, because, yeah, it's 56, 66, yeah, it'd be about 66, 20, yeah, 22, 66, 22, So, they could probably be a lieutenant commander at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would be enough time passed, and they would be more established in who they are now versus who they were. Um, I came up with a name without looking into Kelpian naming conventions, but I thought Luthana would be a nice name, and it could fit for either male or female. I'm gonna say this one we could have have a have well, no, probably probably work better with with more of a human doing a uh, a transgender character. Wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and again, this kind of brought me back to another character I was thinking of, I thought maybe for security, would be a human or Vulcan or half and half, um, but to go back to a human, but cybernetically augmented. Um, I think logic and wisdom from Vulcan paired with impulsiveness of human and the cybernetic enhancements would make a really great tactical security officer. Rutherford's great-great-great-grandfather? Yeah. <laughs> so um how do you, how did you spell L U T H A N A I used my own naming convention drawing from Lord of the Rings <laughs> Okay Now I'm going to say well if 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 we have to adjust things we we can later on that's Oh absolutely yeah this I was just spitballing ideas so Alright, so probably say lieutenant then for for our, our hybrid for our, our security hybrid. Yep. Yeah. And if if they are gonna be a hybrid, they should be strong in like Vulcan martial arts or some type of specific fighting style. Um they would be well versed in tactical training. And maybe a precursor to a section thirty one, like a hint of it or it doesn't have to be, but it would be an interesting Easter egg to put in there. Yeah, that they could be be lured into to, to section 31 similar to how Bashir was. Yeah. Well, we could also put in there that they trained in their Vulcan martial arts at Cobra Kai. <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Yeah. Watching that just keeps popping in my head. <laughs> For me, I've been playing so much Mortal Kombat. It's like he came from Earth Realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do do we want to have him have or have them have a uh, Vulcan name or a human name, but still be you know the the Vulcan human hybrid? I kind of I thought up of a name, and again without researching the naming conventions too too much, but and again drawing on Lord of the Rings, 
Um, but I found like with Spock and Sarek and, and Cybok, they all kind of had an Ock last name. So I came up with Torok. Okay. And again, this is just throwing things out there. Correct. Yeah. Uh, T-O-R-O-K. Okay. Have we figured out what our, our Tellarite engineer is going to be named? Oh, not yet. I've been distracting <laughs> myself here. <laughs> I, fi- I figure also be a lieutenant commander. So that way, that way we could have, you know, the heads butting between, between the science and the engineering of who's going to be second officer. Mm-hmm. Good banter is always fun to watch. Fun to listen to. Oh, look at that. Tellerite name generator. <gasps> oh, dear Lord. These are... I need to know mine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can find one here. Wow, these are quite the names. Chezov Zam. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Chezov. Yeah, it's basically Chekhov with an S. I'm going to tell people I don't like to Chezov. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chezov. <laughs> and and uh, what was the last name again? Zam, Z-A-M. Okay, I was thinking there there might have been an H there. That's why I was double checking. We can put an H if you want. Yeah, let's let's do that. Make it a little more. I think for the medical, it'll be interesting to have the transgendered human. Okay. And have them be kind of like how Crusher was a commander. Have them be be a fairly senior officer with a lot of pull on the crew. I think even well, McCoy was was a lieutenant commander as well. I think as well, right? Uh, yes. Yes, I think it was during TOS. We'll just make it to where the commander's, the only commander's the first officer for now. But then the ability for promotion further on. Yeah, that's a good idea. I had an idea for a medical officer. Um, but Mike, I like your idea better. Um, <clears throat> but I came up with a bully and female. I haven't thought of a name yet. Um, but an interesting note is that they would be good with bedside manner because they're so very outspoken. Um, and I think they're known to be friendly, and it would in- be interesting to see their nature versus versus nurture. It could be a, a nurse counselor. Yeah, like a nurse, like a bully and nurse. Well, and also they, we did have uh, Mbenga, too, there on, on the Enterprise. Okay. So, like, like our, um, the my, Mike's chief medical, or Mike's doctor could be the chief medical officer. Um, our Arbolian could be, you know, basically the next one in charge. Like, you know, our chief medical officer goes on a way team or a way mission. But the Bolian could be like Helm as well. I mean, it it was. I don't want to take away from Mike's because I really like Mike's idea so much better. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying I'm saying they can work. They can kind of we can kind of work these two in tandem. Like, yeah, we could do that too. Yeah, like I almost wonder. We kind of talked offline about Dr. McKenna as a counselor on the ship, but I almost liked having this bullying as the somebody who works in medical, but is like the de facto counselor as well. Oh, that would be an interesting... Okay, yeah. That's let's, interesting. Let's, let's, yeah, let's I like do it that. that way. Let's do it that way. Yeah, because I think to your point, their bedside manner, and uh, I think it would be interesting. As at this point, two counselors are kind of like a pilot project, per se. Yeah. yeah. We could put in there. And you know, I did read somewhere that there was... I don't think it was until uh, Voyager, but I think it was in one of the books, Pathfinder, that we've discovered that the Cardassians actually quite liked Bolian skin to wear, specifically Cardassian females. So that would be a good 
plot point at some point to see the difference between <laughs> do I care for this person or do they want to skin me and wear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I said, then again, we'd have to, to dig into. But yeah, that I think would that would be too far forward into Cardassian territory. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can say this could uh, this could also be like if, say, we did, you know, a story, you know, set in TOS and then a story set in Kelvin. This could be a Kelvin one since Cardassian sunrises were mentioned. True. Yes. See, I'm just thinking ahead here. (laughs) A good temporal anomaly is always a good way to do anything you want. (laughs) I love love those episodes. I can say, yeah, for our counselor, I've got got them at uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be good because then you have a more senior medical officer, and you have this person coming in trying to break in as the counselor and also working in sick bay at the same time. They could always be a backup sick bay like Tom Paris was. <laughs> more logical backup sick bay yeah. than the bloody <laughs> yeah. pilot. <laughs> I think I'd rather have the bully in. <laughs> I love yeah. Tom, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him taking care of me when I'm sick. No. Wait, what should we name our 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 chief medical officer here? And and which way which way should we go for the for the transgender part? I'm trying to think of a good just generic name that's not basic like Sam. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> so I do I do like Charlie because I I've I've known known a few girls that that do like to be called Charlie. So I like Charlie too. We could also do a throwback to Michael Burnham, call him Michael. But but we already have that name. Yeah yeah we already have that. So we'll stick with with. With Charlie... Charlie Matthews. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it just was the first thing that came to my head. Boy Meets World. <laughs> I think that's the whole crew except for Helm and Nab. Uh, no, because we had uh, Madge Alexander for for the Helm. Helm and Nav. It was Calm, I thought, that we that were need. Oh, yes. Calm was still... Wasn't Calm going to be Margaret Alexander? Okay, we can we can do it, put it that way. Okay. Should have like an ensign for common or Helm and Nav then. Harry Kim's great 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 grandfather. <laughs> Always an ensign. <laughs> Always an ensign. <laughs> but that's the thing. I would I would want to promote him every week just to kind of make up for for future sins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the problem. How about we do a Denoblian? Yeah, we could do that for one of those those positions. Yeah. Ooh, new name generator, Denoblian. <laughs> It's amazing what you can find on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I found this this website that has name generators for anything from an Andorian to a Vorta to Vulcans, Vidians. <gasps> Please message me that website. Now, should we do male or female? What's the split that we have so far? For our science our science officer, what what race were they again? Who are we doing for science officer? That was your your suggestion. Oh, right, right, the Kelpian. Kelpian, okay, thanks. And then, do we want to do male or female? Because right now, let's see here. Whatever it would be for a better balance. Okay. Uh, figure our, our Tellerite chief engineer would be a male. Well, right now it's it's split uh, 50-50, and then, then Charlie being being transgender. Let's do the Kelpian as a female, because we've only seen Saru as a male Kelpian. We've seen his sister, Serana. Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. Female Kelpian. And then uh, we had uh, Torok as male, right? Yeah. Okay. 
At least that's how I pictured him in my head. Okay. Yeah, right now we're 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 still fifty fifty. Um for our Bolian, though we don't have a name and I don't think we've assigned a gender yet. Um and then our Denoblian. Looking at this one that I that I clicked on that was that just had a about like five names per per male and female. Ephrix looks like an interesting name for Denoblian. And that's that would be a female name. What's it called again? Ephrix E P H R I X. I like that name. That's beautiful. It'll be interesting to have a Denoblian female too because of the way they do their marriages and their families. Yeah. Oh, they can have they have multiple um families, don't they? Yes, yes. Uh traditionally yeah. uh male males will have three wives and females will have three husbands. I think I learned that recently when Trip was very uncomfortable when uh, Dr. Flox's wife was hitting on him. Yes, yes. <laughs> I loved that. And Flox was like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, Y'all baby. run along and have some fun now. Speaking of which, I'm still not over that Kirk Sunday with Trip Tucker Sprinkles line. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was great. That that just hit every note for me, It really much. did. <laughs> okay, so... Our only unnamed officer that we've got is our Bolian counselor. Okay. How about Zis Moth? What? Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Zis Moth? Zis Moth? We've got a Bolian name. Oh, that's a. Is this a female or a male that we're doing? I had, um, I had it in my head female, but again. Female? Yeah, let's, let's do. Okay, let's do female. Zen Sen? Ooh, that's cool. Satra? Oh, I like Satra. Yeah, Satra. Satra's a good one. Satra Brog. Then uh, can you spell that? Uh, S-O-T-R-A. Okay. And then Brog is B-R-O-G-G. I like that name, Satra. That's beautiful. Yeah. Side note here, I think this will probably be one of our longest episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're trying to get our crew down. <laughs> but boy, was it fun to think about different crew yes. members from different races and species. It's funny how we really don't have much human here either, which is nice. Yeah. Got, we got one that's a human hybrid uh, and then two two humans. And that's that's it. Which, you know, that's kind of what I was wanting to do, you know, have different different representations and um I figure Charlie could be be more more from the the, the lighter skin spectrum since we have uh Madge Alexander we can kind of, we'll probably do him like a uh, a lighter, a lighter brown. Yeah, even like an Eastern Indian type skin color. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't see that very often at all. Yeah, I think that's a good crew. Yeah. I'd watch the show. <laughs> yeah, ba- yeah, based on that and then, yeah, so now that we've got our crew together, do you want to start working on a on a pilot episode? <laughs> Maybe we take the um, <clears throat> the crew as this this episode of the um, writers room. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we do another writers room for the pilot. Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. So that way we we can kind of kind of get our things things worked around. Yeah, we can take the crew and really sit down and look at it, and then we can come back together for another writers room and crank out a pilot. All right. Take over Kurtzman's job. <laughs> <laughs> 
He gets fired every week anyway. I know, I know. <laughs> but but miraculously he keeps showing up. I mean it's like it's like uh oh what what's his name on office space? With the stapler. Oh, that's my oh. stapler. Milton. <laughs> like, like like Milton. You know, he's been fired, but nobody told him, so he just keeps showing up. I brought it from home. <laughs> We're, re- we're recording on his birthday, so happy birthday oh, to him. Yes, birthday. yes, happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> Join us for our next writer's room, then, as we uh, figure out how to get our, our motley crew here together and take on adventures. The Voyages, a Star Trek animated and Kelvin Timeline podcast, is hosted and produced by Allie Black, Chris Hill, and Mike Burse, and is part of the Hall Suite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from the Voyages, be sure to follow the Voyages 2S on Twitter and Facebook. You can find Allie Black on Twitter at Enzo underscore McAllen with two C's and two L's. Chris Hill is on Twitter at the Chris Hill, Chris with a K. And Mike Burse is on Twitter at MikeBurse6. To join the Hollow Suite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we'll see you there. Thank you for listening. Live long and prosper. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite media programs. Loading Holosuite preview program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. And it's just that, that innocence of why. Why do they do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you need to do that? And I love that having kids makes you really, sometimes you kind of, you think about it, but then you kind of pass over it because, I mean, you get older and you kind of see some of the stuff, but they just remind you like, Why? Right. Why is somebody doing this to somebody? Doesn't make sense. So that, that was a good thing to pull out. You have to be carefully taught to quote a lyric from South Pacific. <laughs> Loading Hollow Sweet preview program for The Vedic Assembly, a DS9 podcast. What flavor would I Jello that hasn't set yet. <laughs> flavor, he would be orange. You reckon he'd be orange flavored? He'd be orange flavored. Just because he's got orange. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be weird if he were a flavor and he were orange colored goo and you tasted it and it was like lime. That would be disconcerting. Be surprised. So, yes. I say like like (laughs) bitter orange, you know? Yeah. Bitter orange. Like a blood orange. Blood orange Odo. Yes. Oh, now I would totally eat Odo. Let's do that. (laughs) Loading Hollow Sweet preview program for. The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. The orangey skin makes me think of something else. Makes you think of Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) And and bad hair. Oh my God. He's Kazon. Donald Trump is Kazon. Trump is Kazon. Oh my God. I'm surprised he's not calling himself Marge Trump. (laughs) Because he's not very bright either. No. It fits perfectly. I understand it all now. We've we've just been taken over by the Kazon. And we didn't even realize it. No. Oh my God. (laughs) Listeners, we've just solved the mystery of the last four years in the United States. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.